and welcome to the Your Success Personally podcast with your host, yours truly, Vanessa G, where we will talk about success as defined by you. Here, we don't look at the playbook of others to bring you down. Instead, we are going to cover topics that pertain to how you, as an individual, can reach your goals and potential. Don't look at others to define your success. You create it. Your rules, your way, and how you get there. Are you ready? <laughs> Let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Your Success Personally podcast with your host, yours truly, Vanessa G. As promised, we are back with part two of Profiles in Success, and this profile has to do with the business world. I had my good friend, Christopher L. Cheney, publisher at NV Magazine and chairman of the board for Connect Safe Families and Peaceful Communities. And he took the time to share with us his success journey, what success meant to him, and some of the people that uh, influenced his journey. In today's episode, we conclude the interview while he gives insights on self-care and what success looks like and will look like uh, during and post-pandemic. We're going to jump right in. Here is the conclusion of our interview. When I first envisioned this interview with you, uh, I did not envision COVID-19. So my question to you, uh, we're in 2020. Are you where you thought you would be at this time and, and in your age right now? Do you, did you even think that you would be in the position that you're in now? And if you could do it all over again, would you do it the same way? Hmm. Interesting, confronting, all that good stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I try to be. Um, my quick answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you know, my dream of dreams, I would be retired and on the island now <laughs> at, at age 50. Right, you right. Know, like, I'm like, I'm done. You know, I'm not going to 65, nowhere near it. I'm retiring at 50, you know. and But that decision didn't come until, you know, probably I was like 35. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're like tired of you know, you're already like tired of grinding. Like, oh, listen, I've been working since <laughs> I was 17. Right. I'm good. I'm good with not working anymore. Um, so, but I couldn't, I mean, I think my journey has been valuable. Um, mm. There are, you know, definitely parts of it where I'm like, I, if I had a remote, I would hit the fast forward button. Okay. Like, I'm just going to skip that part. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like, you know, I don't need that much struggle. You know, that's like, you know go past that. Um, but I, I think it becomes necessary mm -hmm. um, to really shape who you are. Um, you know, the whole idea of, you know, coal and creating a diamond and, you know, that whole conversation of, 
you know, the friction that's necessary to, to, to shape you. Yeah. And um, I, I think there's a certain, you know, amount of resolve that I've gotten along the way uh, that, you know, allows me to, to take on a task and also a level of, of empathy mm. um, that I've developed as well. And a listening, um, you know, being able to observe what I have, being able to meet there's so many um, wondrous people that I've, I've met and being able to, you know, tell the different stories um, that I've had along the way um, have definitely, you know, shaped where I am, but gotten me to a point where, you know, I'm clear about my, my values and um, also my willfulness and also, you know, what stops me, but also what I need to do to move forward. So, you know, it's not the journey I planned, but I, I, it's the journey I'm on. And that is absolutely okay, right? Because, <laughs> and, and I say that because, you know, you are doing some really great things uh, philanthropically uh, with your work with Connect. Um, but just to kind of finish out your your publishing side, your magazine world side, uh, what does it mean to be successful in, in the digital media world? Um, really, uh, um, the big thing with, with Envy is being that the publication started in 1999. So at the time, the only other major business publication serving people of color, specifically black black folk, mm-hmm. um, was Black Enterprise. Right. And we came along and in, in 1999 was crazy because we were focused on young folk. Like, you know, we were in our 20s. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to speak to this younger audience and picking up um, BE was like you were on chapter four or five of a book. Okay. And you're like, yo, you picking it like, I don't, I, wait, is there another part to this article? Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Because it was, it was speaking to a certain crowd. True. NBA crowd, you know, Fortune, you know, corporations focus on being Fortune 500 or at least the BE 100. Right. Um, so it was speaking to a different audience. And we wanted to speak to an audience that was made of entrepreneurs, um, as well as those who had gone to, you know, B-School, business school, you know, and were polished in their fields, but we wanted to bridge those worlds. And definitely, you know, a generation influenced by hip-hop. Right. So, you know, like on one of our covers, we had, you know, the time the guys from FUPU, who at the time were doing $300 million in sales in, in retail clothing. And we featured them in their business suit line which a lot of folks didn't even know they had. Like, what, they had business suits? Like, yeah, they had business suits. You know, they had the 05 jerseys. They had... I remember you know, that issue. They had sheets, you know? Like, yeah, they, yeah. You know, like, they had everything. Like, housewear, like, who had everything at one point. Um, so they were doing, like, $300 million in sales, and we really wanted to tell the story of how, you know, basically... You know, Damon started, Damon John started in the, the basement, his mother's basement, sewing hats. You know, yeah. like he was sewing the FUBU hats and basically got one of the hats on the head of 
LL Cool J, who was doing a Gap commercial. Uh-huh. So he was rocking the FUBU hat in the Gap commercial, and that's what really set it off. Like, that was a tipping point for their brand. So we wanted to tell those kind of entrepreneurial stories with people with vision who are not necessarily, you know, came out of a, a seasoned school. They didn't necessarily do four years of undergrad and, you know, have that traditional story where you were focused on grades to get you the opportunity, but more so like you can also just be focused on, I just have a vision and a passion for something and build along the way. Right. So we wanted to marry those two stories and that's, you know, became our focus. Um, and out the gate, we had a lot of naysayers. A lot of people said no. A lot of people were like, listen, we got Black Enterprise. And I'm talking, a lot of people said no on the business side of these are the advertisers and the agencies we're seeking to get money from. Right. And they're the gatekeepers to the corporation. So you have to go through ad agencies to get any money from corporate America. And they were like, well, you know, we already have a Black business publication. Black Enterprise, we're good. We don't need any more. Hmm. And it, it hmm. was really this <laughs> discrimination within the conversations we had because most of the people we spoke to were white. Yeah. Um, but they would have control over, at the time, what was the African-American budget. Right. Because some of the, a lot of the budgets were not in African-American-owned agents. And then even in the agencies, there was this internal discrimination where it's like, yellow new. Mm-hmm. You're not tested. We already have black enterprise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we keep going head to head and having to push a conversation of there can be more than one. And and like, listen, if you go to the newsstand, you would see that there are like 20 publications mm-hmm. for a white audience all about business. Yeah. There's Inc., there's Money, there's Entrepreneur, there's Forbes, there's, you know, like running off a list. Right. Why with us? There's only one. It doesn't make sense. And really having to push that we had a different voice. So for us, success was anytime we went back to print. Like we're printing again? Okay, we're good. <laughs> printing again? Okay, we're good. You know, and the more stories we got to tell, and then corporations starting to back us. You know, we had Toyota as a longtime advertiser. We had Lexus in the book. We had Nissan, Infinity. So all these corporations supporting our efforts. Uh, I remember having a meeting with the number six person at Goldman Sachs. Wow. And it was just such an interesting meeting to have. And, you know, older white guy, not in our demographic, but got our vision. And within a 30-minute meeting, approved a year's worth of advertising. Oh, it's no problem. Just talk to my person and done. And it was like, why is that so simple? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like, you know, it was just, just like, this is crazy. You know, like, why is that so simple? And we have to work so hard to talk to people who, you know, came from the same place we came we came from. Right. You know, we had a conversation with Keisha. Keisha like, I don't know if I could do this. Keisha, come on. You know, <laughs> but understand like he was sitting in this level of privilege yes. where and and money wasn't an issue and he has control and he can just push it through while you have other people who are like, I gotta defend my job mm-hmm. to defend your publication and push it forward. So for us it's it was always that movement, movement and encountering these different conversations. So flash forwarding to now the digital age changed everything. And it's like, okay, you can see the opportunity of digital, but you have to ramp up to get there. Mm. So, you know, the struggle, I mean, I remember a constant conversation where people like, 
what's your web designer like? You have a web designer? Do you have a web designer? <laughs> and, you know, because it was like a daunting thing to get your website built, you know, where it's like thousands and thousands of dollars and it could easily be spent with the wrong person, the wrong company. Sure. Even if, you know, you're outsourcing, you're not building it, you don't have the resources to build it internally. Right. Um, so, you know, the last two years, um, the founder of the magazine, Kyle Donovan, and myself have been working on a new platform um, that is not just Envy, um, but just a bigger picture game we're playing. Um, and we're looking to beta test towards the end of this year. So I'll, you know, if people just follow us, follow Envy Magazine on Instagram um, or Facebook, they'll definitely be uh, aware of that next move when we, we launch. But really for us, it's now you're competing on a, a, a broader scale um, with, you know, so many apps being launched left and right, um, so many platforms out there, and we will really in the conversation of, okay, how can we fine-tune this to be different? How mm. can we fine-tune this to hit people's touch points? How can we fine-tune this to hit people's short, shorter attention spans? Right. Um, because coming out of the world where people are reading a tangible magazine that they're holding in their hands and they're spending time with it, so now people are just swiping. So it takes something to now penetrate um people's mental aptitudes and appetites right? Um, compared to, of course, 1999, which is a thousand years ago, uh, <laughs> in comparison. So now, <laughs> you know, entering 2021, yeah. it's, it's really like, okay, you're always contemplating, are we too late? You know, are we not thinking more, you know, we could be more future-facing? Can we get a handle on some you know, holographic technology real quick. Like, you know, oh, wow. like, you know, because like, <laughs> you know, like, you wonder, like, people are, it's next year, everybody going to have VR. Yeah. You know, that they're going to be doing. Because, like, this, like, this year is a year of lies. Yeah. Everybody, like, everybody and mama, we going to lie. Now, you know, you see your grandmama go lie, like, damn, we too late. <laughs> you know, we, we behind the trend. You know, grandmama just went by. So, it's, the digital world is so fast-paced where it's now, like, you have to, like, yo, like, you got to keep changing it. So yeah. as you're building something, you're tweaking it at the same time. So it's a very interesting and sometimes confronting conversation, and really you have to own, like, okay, we just have to put our identity out, mm. and hopefully it resonates with people, and that's it. You know, so you're going to have people who are going to, like, I'm a Facebook person, I'm an Instagram person, you know, people who go back and forth, People like, oh, I just tweet. Oh, this generation is just all about TikTok. Yeah, I was going to mention six, TikTok. <laughs> they got 16 seconds and that's all you get. You know, so it's like, okay, you can't meet the needs of all these groups. You know, you got so like, you still on, like, I didn't even know Snapchat was still around. Like, you still on that? You know, like. Yes. So, and you really just got to get good at the ones you're good at, right? Right, right. And you hope that, that it lives for an audience. And really, you know, like, okay, if we can just build this dynamic audience, we're good. Mm-hmm. You know, and we can't serve all masters and understanding that. So it, it's definitely, a, it will test you, but at the same time, social isolation, you know, has built a, a greater dependency 
um, for a social platform. Well, I'm glad um, you so, mentioned yeah. that because, yeah. you know, because you definitely went into, um, it sounds like you told me a little bit about your next steps, but um, with the social isolation, what is success looking like in, in a post-COVID uh, virus uh, world? You know, what is it going to look like for you, if you want to speak to you specifically or to your industry or even uh, your work philanthropically? I mean, it's all about it's it's all about virtual. It really is like, can you get people to take span at home? And, you know, does your service, you know, fit um, that? So, I mean, it's hard for people who have had tangible um services. I, I was talking to a friend of mine who basically is in Atlanta and is a proponent for all the businesses in Atlanta being open. And granted, I think um, each populace, each city, you know, it's a different conversation around the virus. Of course, in New York, here in New York, we're the hardest hit. Right. So we're all about shut down, stay home, you know, don't move, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> try not to go out. Yeah, you know, but in Atlanta, you know, it's funny. I got, I, you know, I use the word only, which of course is crazy because any loss of, of life is a loss of life. Absolutely. But I think they've had under a thousand, you know, souls actually pass from the virus. So for them, it's not a huge number compared to ours, which I think is over 15,000. So, them opening up kind of makes sense. Um, but I'm like, the chance of going to a hair salon and sitting in there for an hour, two hours, yeah, you know. Or more. And possibly, right, and possibly <laughs> contracting the virus is really not worth it. Like, okay, first of all, who are you going to see? Like, you know, are you not going out to the club? Yeah, you know, right. you're not going to work the next day, you know. Do you really need, you know, can you do a workable style? Yes. <laughs> you know, Get creative. That doesn't risk your life. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I understand at the same time, people need to make money to feed themselves, to pay the rent, to pay the mortgage. Sure. Um, and I'm like, there is a possible way, even with a business like that, to pivot. So instead of doing hair, teach folk how to do hair. And then... So you're having them, you create an online course. You create a subscription to that online course where people, your customers are now paying monthly for that subscription to have access to videos to watch you do here. There are existing platforms like Teachable where you can set up an online course today, right? Mm -hmm. And then get a commission paid off of the products that you typically would sell in your shop. So there's affiliate marketing where you're gonna earn a percentage of these products. So you'll have a link to that product as part of your course. They click the link, it generates the sale. That money's gonna to come to you electronically. You know, so like there are ways of, of making this happen where you don't have to leave your home. You don't have to be in danger. You don't have to put anyone else in danger. It's contactless. Right. And it's, it could be less work because they can pre record, you know, how many videos they want and have them sitting there, but those videos are going to keep generating income. You know, it's not like they have to go and do a video every day. It's like, no, I did 
20 and people bond to 20 or I did 10 mm-hmm. and they cover this hairstyle, this hair, this hairstyle, coloring your hair, doing this, doing that, and that's it. And then you sit back and, you know, you, if anything, you're pushing the button on spreading that with more people. Okay, I'm going to do an email blast here, I'm going to do an email blast here, I'm going to post it on, you know, my Facebook or Instagram, wherever. But there's a way of pivoting. I think any... A lot of businesses, there's a way of pivoting. I won't say all of them, but mm-hmm. a lot of businesses, there's definitely a, a way of pivoting. Uh, but I think it's it's good for people to think differently, you know, and, instead of like, I have to do it this way. Yeah. I think success, success is really is that opportunity where like, wow, I faced with this obstacle and it created this whole new opportunity because mm-hmm. I started thinking differently. I took another path. Chris, I... So that's big. I believe that a hundred percent. And, you know, the reality is, is that we do have to pivot, you know, things have to be different and done differently. Uh, If we're even going to move forward, much less um, be able to move forward and be successful in whatever it is that we're trying to achieve. So um, I want to just wrap up by asking you this. Um, What do you do to, have some sort of self-care does it mean anything to you having self-care what what that looks like for you you're a married man what does it look like for you and and your wife and is there such a thing you know again we're talking about a post COVID-19 world uh, do you think that burnout will be an issue uh, as well going forward yeah so before I, before I jump into that, I just want to share with regards to the nonprofit world of Connect, the big issue about COVID and the isolation is, co- is Connect deals with domestic violence. Mm-hmm. So with the social isolation, there has been heightened levels of domestic violence because now couples have been trapped together and there's if there's an abuser in the relationship, that person, typically women, are mm-hmm. being trapped with their abuser on a daily basis. Yes. So they've been heightened cases. So mm-hmm. with regards to that, there's been a harder it's been more difficult um to interact in that relationship and to intercede in those relationships. Virtually, it, it's definitely been a harder way to do it and provide an escape mm. if the person needs an escape. That's true. Um, so I want to urge your listeners to listen for the neighbors, listen for signs, listen for people who may need help and assistance, listen for those who, if you're trapped in a building and you're in fighting, you know, in the next apartment, reach out, call someone, you know, save a life possibly. Um, so, and feel free to visit connectnyc.org to learn more about their work. Um, and that is, is definitely, uh, for me, part of my self-care is the giving. Mm. Um, um, I think giving is definitely a, a gift, uh, that gives back where you are recharged by making a difference and it being a, a selfless it's not necessarily a selfless, selfless act. Um, I think it can be selfish at times mm-hmm. to give because it it can give back. It can be so rewarding. Um, 
even though it can be frustrating with certain with this cause for me at times it's frustrating because it's not one with two kids and puppy dogs you right. know which are the ones easier to get money for um but it's a hard cause um but it's rewarding knowing that if we, we're affecting this work we're supporting this work we're moving it forward but whatever check we get we get in it's a ten thousand dollar check oh yes you know like that feels so good to move it forward so giving is a big piece of my balance my personal balance um burnout definitely can exist (laughs) (laughs) um especially for those you know who are you know alone at home and tired of texting or they may have it may be a new kind of burnout called Zoom burnout. Like, listen, I'm just tired of Zoom. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I don't want to Zoom no more. Right. You know, and but you know, there are those who are like, listen, I, I have practices put in place. Like, like I know my then my wife has practices put in place where she's like, I'm put up my makeup in the morning, I'm gonna do my hair. Like, I'm showing up for work. And, you know, like, I'm going to be appearing somewhere, I don't know where, like a Zoom call may pop up spontaneously. Um, so I love that. Having that mental attitude about it and and being prepared, you know, definitely have your practices in place. For me, um, part of my practices, specifically because I, I was, I did have, I'm the self-diagnosed <laughs> coronavirus. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, being that I, you know, I had a myriad of symptoms where I'm like, okay, yeah, you have the virus. So for me, working out is part of my ritual. Okay. Because I specifically had to do that um, because I had to test my lungs. I didn't know like when I was in recovery. Um, one of the symptoms, you know, of course, the virus is all about shutting your lungs down and ultimately shutting your heart down. Right. Um, because, of course, your lungs, you know, lungs are no longer be able to pump oxygen to your heart. Um, so, you know, when I worked out, I knew if I had no burning in my chest, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was recovered. Um, because of the shortness of breath, your lungs literally burning, you know, definitely were part of my symptoms. And, and working out, I knew that I was working my lungs and boosting my immune system to push the virus out. So that is a steady part of my ritual and keeping balance. Um, and I think you have to find, you know, those the people who have been doing the 21 Days of Abundance um, that was created by Deepak Chopra and finding, you know, new energy and new gratitude in their lives. That way, there's some people who are doing a year long uh, of gratitude and um, putting, like, different notes in the jar. Right. And at the end of the year, they're going to read it back to review what they were grateful for, which I'm like, wow, that's, that's rewarding. Um, there are people who are now even using apps like Calm to yes. do, to do <laughs> meditation. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, I'll just do meditation. I'm, I'm doing Calm. I'm like, okay. Like, I was in a conference, and I'm surprised, um, with about 200 men. Of course, this is pre-corona. Right. Um, so, <laughs> and I, one of the moderators said, okay, how many people are doing meditation? And it was like, 70% of the room. And I was like, wow, like, I don't know brothers were doing meditation like this. So, you know, yeah. finding that, that outlet for yourself um, where you spend time with yourself and really just like, okay, I'm relaxed, relate, release. Um, for me, you know, sometimes it's, it, it can be just Netflix and chill. Like, okay, which show <laughs> on binge watch 
today, you know, and because it's also cool that there are times when I'm working and I'm not watching anything, so uh-huh. things, you know, get to catch up. Like, I'm, I've compiled a list, like, oh, when I finally have time, I can just watch this show and watch a whole season and, like, you know, matter of games, because you didn't watch it while it was happening, just, like, stayed away, <laughs> you know, social media, <laughs> so you didn't get any spoiler alerts, like, oh, okay. Um, so, but being able to find that just as this is, you know, what works for you as your free time, you're, you're relating for me. Nature is also important where it's like even finding nature in the city, you know, I've like walked everywhere. I know this park and that park where it's like, okay, yeah, go here. Oh yeah, there's a waterfall over there. Like, there's a the waterfall in the city. Like, no, not for real, there's a waterfall. Oh, you know. So, but being able to, to find those, those moments that take you away from the myriad of things and those goals you may be chasing. Mm. And sometimes you have to pull back for it to even be attainable or for all of a sudden that new idea, the new ideation to just magically appear. You know, but it's really like sometimes you just have to hit pause because you may drive yourself to that burnout. That burnout. Like you really will drive yourself to it looking at, I'm going to get it done, I'm going to get it done, I'm going to get it done. And, you know, I have to learn to appreciate your drive, but also understand that you have to pace your drive and make room to breathe. Like, really just like, okay, I'm going to breathe, I'm going to really breathe right here and create some peace of mind. Um, Because without that, you're not going to do well. You know, without that peace of mind, there's going to be an imbalance that's going to cost you relationship, it's going to cost you relationship with the loved ones around you, relationship with self, um, and it's going to stall you in your tracks. You're going to make a mistake. You're going to try to cheat the system. You're going to do something that's going to have you fall. And, and you know, I've definitely seen people really fall hard, mm. you know, where like, oh, he's in jail. Like, you know, right. it's like people where you would you can imagine the level of success they reach where they're like untouchable, like, wow. And then show so hard where you're like, you know, they know they lose literally everything. Yeah. And and it's worse than just being fired, you know, where it's just like, it's like a fall from grace, right? Yeah. And (laughs) people have like literally like lost their lives Mm -hmm. um, by their own hand because they couldn't take you know, what they created. And the biggest lesson I've learned is like, really, you have to own what your life looks like. The things you love and the things you hate about your life, but understand that you created it all. And that level of accountability forces you to pause. Like, listen, well, if I created that, <laughs> I don't like, <laughs> I, how do I get rid of it? How do I deal with it? You know, and understanding that you have to now really think differently. And you have to shift because we rely on a certain way of being constantly. And we have to, like, at times, like, make room to listen to others who can impact your past. Mm. And there may be something magical that you find. Like, wow, until I have that conversation with this person who's opened up, you know, I can take a new direction. And the more you take in, the more you can actually put out. Wow, I love your insights on um, 
self-care, particularly uh, the giving back and, and helping others. So for sure, um, as we wrap up, I'm gonna, I would want you to please repeat that information um, about Connect. And also, um, you're right, you know, there can be a way to burn out even in the isolation if we're not careful about that. Um, and just some of those simple things, you know, outside of the giving back, just the, the general exercising and taking good care uh, of your body physically um, in these times are also key, you know, not just for getting through this uh, COVID-19 season, but moving forward. So, Chris, I really appreciate all the insights that you've uh, shared, um, all the wisdom and uh, learning some new things about you. I've known you for a long time and just being able to learn these new things about you and your progress um, into where to where you are today, you know, is really fascinating. I'm so thankful you again for coming on um, this show with me and um, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you for the invitation. And, and let the listeners um, know again about yeah. how they can uh, give. Yes, indeed. So, um, as I said, connectnyc.org, C O N N E C T N Y C.org, and Connect is focused on the promotion of gender justice and breaking the cycle of violence with regards to interpersonal violence, domestic violence, and definitely follow Envy Magazine, and Envy is N as in new, V as in vision, magazine spelled out. So follow Envy Magazine um, on Instagram and Facebook as well. And um, yeah, uh, I definitely uh, know your show will be successful. And I uh, wish you well on this this journey, this new journey of yours. So I appreciate the time and uh, I'm very pleased and happy for you. And I think folks should just keep on chasing the happiness for, you know, their souls and they'll, they'll do well. Well, that's well said. Thank you very much. That information will also be in the show notes. So thanks again, Chris. Thank you, Vanessa. So we've come to the end of our time together today. I hope our discussion was helpful to you. I wish you positive vibes and encourage you to do you as you climb the ladder of success. If you are feeling this episode, leave a comment. And if you are really loving this, please subscribe and join the success journey. For more encouragement along the way, follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Your Success Personally and continue to listen wherever podcasts can be found. And remember, your success by your rules. Bye-bye.